Ladies and gentlemen, we're into a brand new era of television history. That's right, it's time for the show you've all been waiting for, the next TV Marvel show off the rank. It is time for the amazing adventures of Wild Stallion and the Sexy Guy. <laughs> and with me to discuss this amazing new televisual experience, it's a man who has a long list of amends to make. <laughs> and first on the list, listener, is you. It's Stuart Late. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Yes, I'll spend the rest of my life making up for that chocolate factory fire. <laughs> what I think we need, Stu, is just to follow you around with a camera kind of locked on an intensely close-up side <laughs> profile shot. Yes. Just really up close when there's no need to be. When you're having conversations with people, it just shows one eye, your nose, and your mouth. Just really <laughs> close up there. That was something about a scene in this show that I was like, why are they so close up? <laughs> are they trying to show some sort of uh, claustrophobic kind of feeling or something? Because it just feels like someone forgot to wheel the camera back. <laughs> They, they had it locked on on Zoom mode and they yeah. didn't realise. Yeah, that's right. It was just Sebastian Stan's side profile is beautiful. I just want the <laughs> camera to caress it. And look, no shade. He's a sexy man. Uh, okay, is he the sexy guy? or is is he the, Well, I mean, well, I think we, we, we decided <laughs> that it, it can be whatever you want it to be. It can be you whatever you want choose which one is which. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier became the Wild Stallion and the sexy guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you can choose who's who because it works for both. It certainly does. Because Stallion kind of rhymes with Falcon, kind of. That's, I think, where that came from. And then Sexy Guy just popped into my head because obviously I must have a thing for slightly gritty 106-year-old men, apparently. I mean, um, look, no, you're, you're far from the only one, Adam. <laughs> so, yes, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just a, a very brief side uh, – I was about to say side hustle, but no, not a side <laughs> A sidebar, Stu has finished watching the Snyder Cut of... Yes. I keep forgetting that it's not the name of the... It's the Justice League. I it's, it's a, technically, I think this version is called Zack Snyder's Justice League. Right. Okay. Um, but it's, we, I mean, it certainly is that. I just keep calling it Snyder Cut, like that's the name of the film. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, that, that's a nice shorthand for it. I watched an hour of it, I believe. Of the four hours of that the four made hours. up already, yes. And then I got to a point where I was like, I think I need to go to bed. I kind of don't understand what's happening at the moment. Um, well, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I really need to pick your brain once you watch the whole thing because I imagine you are very confused. Look, I'm a bit confused. The main thing I'm confused about is where is, again, sidebar, but where is Jason Momoa, Carl Drogo, for the <laughs> Game of Thrones fans playing along at home? He's on the land. He's got shirts on. And then he goes to the sea and takes his shirts off. Mm. to jump back into the sea because he's Aquaman. Yes. But he leaves his jeans on and his boots on. Mm. So every time he comes to land or surfaces even, he seems to have a shirt on and then he has to go and take it off again. So where is his land-based supply of shirts coming from? Does he have a small duffel bag in every port? He sort of, he sort of set, up, set up a little crash, yeah. Yeah, there was one where a guy's on a small fishing boat. It's about to kind of go beneath the waves. He looks up and all of a sudden there's Jesus, a.k.a. Khal Drogo, 
kind of <laughs> in silhouette and he saves him. And next thing you see is him walking into a bar, slams this guy on a table, asks for a whiskey, then takes the bottle, walks out to the jetty while some sort of very melancholy song is playing and there's waves <laughs> crashing all around him and he's drinking yes. half a bottle remaining of whiskey and the song's playing and he's wearing a singlet and then he takes off the singlet to go back into the ocean. Sure. Well, I, I mean, you know, I mean, we, we needed a gratuitous shot of his upper body. For sure. But getting past that into the log- logistics of it. So <laughs> he cares enough about what the public think of him to put on a singlet to go into a public house. So that's, you know, no shirt, no service. Well, I mean, the thing that I'm worried, the, the, the logistical thing that I'm worried about, Natalie, is that that is the second of, I think it's four separate character <laughs> introductions for him. <laughs> yeah. They just keep introducing Aquaman, and it's like, pick one. Pick a, an introduction and stick to that. But I felt like the first introduction was his introduction to, to, to Batman or Bruce Wayne. Sure, and but, by but, the then, way, but then they introduce him to us again. Apropos they, of nothing, all of that could like, go. It's like, oh, he's a lonely man. He's lonely beneath the sea because he, he doesn't belong on land or in the sea. Yes, uh-huh. and you can tell because two ethereal uh, Nordic women uh, sing an ethereal Nordic song for him. As he walks off, oh yeah, that's right. easily in a in a movie full of bizarre moments, possibly the most bizarre choice. <laughs> I what haven't even got same thing to watch. The first hour. This is just my observations from the first hour. I was trying to take notes and uh, just kept writing things like, "What's going on here?" I don't understand. <laughs> and look, part of that is me not knowing the full characters or seeing all of the all of the stories, but. Wonder Woman is telling Ben Affleck of some great heroic battle from an age of heroes, which kind of just seemed like she'd read The Lord of the Rings and kind of cribbed it. (laughs) And then Ben Affleck's just, like, got a wrench and he's, like, fixing something, going, an ancient battle? Huh. (laughs) Like, wrenching away. It's like, give me your attention, dude. She's... A sidebar. We're not going to talk about the Snyder Cut. This was just a small sidebar to get it yeah, off our no, chest. No. Believe it, believe it or not, we're actually not talking about the Snyder Cut this week. Stupid. Although, as I as I have said, I said it on Twitter, and I'll, I'll say it again now. I think it won the weekend in terms of online buzz. This is what uh, I was going to say. Yes. So we we came into this weekend kind of planning to do a, a podcast about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I <laughs> kind of forgot it was on. Because every everything was all Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut. And I was like, oh, I have to be part of this big cultural moment and watch four hours of a of a movie that I didn't see the original of in the theatre and haven't seen half the DC things. But I have to watch the Snyder Cut and see if I can understand it. Well, to be fair, you haven't seen half the Marvel movies either. Uh, not half. There's only like three, I think, that I haven't seen. So come on now. <laughs> well, oh, well. except the Spider-Man ones as well. There's maybe five or six. <laughs> There's like what, 50 or so Marvel movies by now? <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Feels like it. Which brings us back to Wild Stallion and the sexy guy. Mm-hmm. Stu, uh, should we start with our minute challenge about this show? Absolutely. Which follows the adventures, we should say, of the, the Bucky guy, Bucky Barnes, <laughs> who was a deadly yes. assassin and somehow hasn't aged for some reason, which I still don't really understand why, but I'm sure Stu will explain to me. And uh, Uncle Sam is the name that I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's literally called Uncle Sam and he saves America uh, as a flying eagle. Okay, I'm getting the subtle, subtle hints there. Um, <laughs> Uncle Sam and uh, Bucky Bucky. Um, <laughs> just come up with another name for the show. Yep. Let's make this sh- series a project of how many strange names for the Falcon <laughs> and the Winter Soldier. So let's add uh, Uncle Sam and Bucky Bucky. 
Uh, Stu, do you want to start with the minute challenge then? You being the marvel. Sure, yeah. Well, I can I can do the the list. So I mean, uh, the first thing that uh, leapt to the top of my list was they recast Cap. Are, you're making a WandaVision joke. I'm making a WandaVision joke, yes. I mean, I'm call back you. to our previous series. Okay, because my, the first that's why I just freaked out, because the first thing on my list was, who is the new Steve? Who's that guy? And yes. what's with his face? Right, <laughs> exactly. People on the internet have been obsessed with this guy's face. They've definitely chosen... <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, this is a whole thing. A lot of people have uh, said that he looks a little bit like the old guy from Up. Yeah. <laughs> He's got that sort of, like, weirdly square but soft-looking jaw. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, I know. It's great. I can't take credit for that. that that's all people on, online. But it was very well, funny. I laughed a lot. So you, um, so you don't – so that's not something that's kind of from the comics, like – Oh, no, it is. I mean, I, I know who that guy is, and I, I can I can sort of – I mean, I don't think it'll be a big reveal. I mean, I can I can sort of go into a bit of background to sort of – I mean, there, there have been people who have replaced Captain America in the comics, and this guy explicitly is a guy called John Walker. Okay, uh, so that, that was all that I saw in the credits somewhere. It was like, yeah. John Walker is Cap or something, and I went – Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John so, Walker? I mean, the, the in the guy? in the in the comics, he has replaced Captain America at various points. He's also been go by the names of U.S. Agent and Super Patriot. Um, <laughs> Super Patriot and U.S. Agent is is normally US his. Agent. Um, yeah. Is he the blandest blast? Yes, the, kind of, kind of. He's meant to be almost the the anti Cap, the anti Steve Rogers. Like where Steve Rogers is idealistic, he's more pragmatic. You know, he he's sort of like any quality you think of Steve Rogers, basically think of the opposite for this guy. Is he evil eventually? Is that the whole evil? Oh, I mean, I don't know what what way the show will go. In the comics, he started off as a villain and became sort of more heroic as time went on. That's but certainly. Nice. Yeah, certainly started off as a villain and, and became more heroic is his arc. So I don't know whether that will follow in this show, but it'll be really interesting to see because it sort of gets into the whole, because obviously the, the, the show starts with Sam voluntarily giving up the shield to what he thinks is going to be a long-term exhibit at the Smithsonian. Yes. You know, because he's the rightful holder, like Steve gave it to him. He said, yes, you know, he, yeah, he did, like, didn't he? Yeah. It. At the end of Endgame, old, old, old man Steve sort of said, no, it's yours. <laughs> Just take it and... Give it a good wipe down with Mr. Sheen twice a week. <laughs> Make sure to keep it in a climate-controlled environment when you're not out killing Nazis. That's my advice to you. Exactly. If you can exactly. now please pass me a Lucozade, I'll take my medication. <laughs> I'm Captain America. This has been my handover. I liked fighting Nazis. Yes. <laughs> You young whippersnappers don't know you're born until you've got a Nazi in your sights. Glorious feeling. He <laughs> used to take the shield and just decapitate them. The head right off. Right off. Ah, those with, you can't do anything like that these days. A politically correct you bunch try, of... Yeah, the politically correct oh, brigade doesn't just, let you decapitate your enemies with a shield. Not at all. No, you've got to have some sort of, you know, conversation with them about healing. Uh, in my day, healing was knocking a fellow's block off. That's that's what I'll tell you. <laughs> I like this new character. <laughs> Old man cap. Old man cap. That's great. Old man cap. Oh. And I, my trousers are falling down. <laughs> I've lost some muscle tone over the years, you can see. Um, Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. 
so yeah, so I, I basically look, look for more to come from him. I, I I also don't know in the in the comics he has superpowers, so he's basically a super soldier. I don't know whether they're going to do, go down that road with him in the show, but we have seen superpowered agents in the show already, which is the Flag Smashers. So that was that was another item on my list was the Flag Smashers. I also uh, had that on my list, chiefly yeah. the point can. Can you smash a flag, Stu? Is that, <laughs> is that a verb that applies to destruction of a flag? Can you smash? Well, I mean, like, so that, that's based on another character from the comic books called Flag Smasher. There was, there was a character, <laughs> a Captain America villain called Flag Smasher. Back in the day, day. we had Flag Smasher. (laughs) We used to smash flags. We would Um, say to him repeatedly, you can't smash a flag. You could tear it up or burn it or destroy it in some other way, but you can't. Smashing is what you do if you're the Hulk. That's sort of a smashing motion. Have you seen the Hulk in action? He does a lot of it. You know, he sort of gets all angry. Uh, It's when you don't like him. That's what he says. And uh, bang, 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 smash, smash. You can't really smash a flag because you end up sort of getting caught up in it like the curtains. You know, when you try to pull the curtains apart and you get all mixed up in it and then you're sort of humorously tied up in it. That's what you – it's more like a sitcom kind of thing, smashing a flag. You can't you can't be in an action show and smash a flag. It just doesn't – Absolutely. I mean, if you were to dip it in liquid nitrogen, yeah, then you could possibly smash it. But, I mean, who's carrying that around? Who's carrying for, around you know, a portable regular? tub of – of 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 uh, uh liquid NT uh, uh, can't remember the chemical uh, symbol for nitrogen that would it's have been just, a funnier it's just, it's just, it's just N. N it's just N yes well I didn't do physics I was too busy <laughs> being given super serum to become a, a super Indeed. soldier they didn't include intelligence in that it was just all about muscle uh, <laughs> I just I had to teach myself to get smart in order to kind of lead the Avengers uh, I had to learn a lot of lessons the hard way. Uh, by correspondence, that's the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yes, to Old Cap. <laughs> <laughs> Old Cap tells a story about how things used to be better. <laughs> um, but you can't smash a flag is the point that I'm making. Uh, when it's possibly I'm, a symbolic thing. But wouldn't couldn't you call it flag? <laughs> look, I haven't done the research. I mean, look. <laughs> No flags or, you know, down with flags or they're trying to create sure. a... I mean, look, if, if we're going to relitigate every single naming convention in comics history, we're going to be here a long time. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So these quote-unquote flag smashers. Yes. I mean, so so in the in the original comics, there, there was a character called Flag Smasher whose whole deal was that he, he was a terrorist who wanted to remove all borders. Uh, so he wanted to get rid of countries, basically, which is why he was called Flag Smasher. So he wanted to uh, have an entire united world free of, of individual governments. Um, and everyone lived in blissful anarchy. So uh, naturally, Captain America was opposed to that. And um, well, so he well, was quiet. Smashed. You can't yes. have anarchy. <laughs> Things will be all chaotic. Yes. No one will come around to fix my pipes. <laughs> Exactly. And so they've sort of transferred that now into like a group of people. And it's interesting because we know that uh, Zemo is showing up later in the show. That was heavily teased in all the um, trailers and everything. So it'll be interesting Daniel, to see how Daniel, he fits in. Da- Daniel, Daniel Brühl, yeah. Oh, he's dishy. He's pretty good. and he's Looking forward be, to him arriving. But, but it's interesting because it seems like in this version, they're also related to the blip, the, the snap where they think that things were better during the five years that everyone disappeared. 
And now that everyone's back, they're like, no, we don't like this anymore. We, we quite like the way things were before. And that's actually kind of like something about that was, was a bit off to me. I was like, uh, so they don't want individual countries or borders, but they're also. They like, also don't quite, want people. They also don't want people around. Like, like it's sort of a, it's sort of a weird ideology. They're like aggressive hermits. Exactly. They really want to be left alone and they're going to, you know, mess you up until they are. <laughs> exactly what's right. interesting yeah, to me about it. the concept of a flag smasher disliking because obviously it's a parallel to you know modern society and <laughs> disunity among everyone so i get it but that aside it's like so if you if a family member a loved one got snapped and then they're returned surely you'd be happy so if you were part of this group that decided that actually things were better before you probably would be out of that group by the time your loved ones came back well, yes, I mean, I mean, I think the implication is that this group has risen since everyone came back. Like they were like, yeah, no, we, we like things the way they were. <laughs> they talked about it. They talked about it being just a couple of months since everyone came yes. back. Yeah, I, I think, I think so. I think this show is set about six months after the blip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so one would assume kind of around the same time as Wandavision or slightly after Wandavision. Probably, probably slightly after. Yeah, in the way that we're experiencing it, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a very far – this is like QAnon levels on speed of conspiracy around the internet. Like, oh, my God, they're all back and now everything sucks. And it's like, well, yeah, there's a, an adjustment period. But everyone came back. Isn't that nice? Like people got their love. Well, I mean, back. there would be all sorts of – I mean, you know, what if your husband had snapped away and in the five years since you'd moved on and been remarried? Like, <gasps> what happens there? Scandalous. Yeah. What, what happens if you snapped away but your kids, like – you know, your kid goes from a 10-year-old to a 15-year-old. I mean, that that happened to Scott Lang, uh, the Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, all, all that sort of stuff. Like, like, There's multiple scenarios where maybe someone – what if someone was abusive? What if you had an abusive partner who oh. snapped away and vanished? And, and then suddenly, back. five years later, they're back. Yikes. You know, These are very there's... good philosophical questions, Stu, that I did not think of. I just thought <laughs> happy thoughts. But I forgot that humans are rubbish – and actually, it probably would be better if half of them disappeared and we could all move on. Well, I mean, yes, yes and no. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, it's it's deeply complicated, which is why I like the fact that these shows are now starting to deal with this. Because, yes. as has been pointed out, um, Spider-Man Far From Home was utterly uninterested in dealing with the consequences of the snap. It used it as a joke and a plot point, and that was it. Ah. Um, you know, and then that's fine. Like, you well, know, maybe that's because Spider-Man's like a teenager, so for him it's not that big of a deal, or for that audience it's not that big of a deal. But for like, yeah, and it's a light-hearted movie as well. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's definitely they pick their battles, and they're like, you know what? I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure Marvel is going to revisit this, and yes, it's forming the backbone of of both these shows now. Of mature uh, television. Yes, exactly. Mature limited series dramas. Yeah. Where people need to be emotional. But it's a, it's a very good question, and um, I've definitely got something on my list sort of pertaining to that. But continue with your list, Stu, as we, as we move <laughs> yes. along. Okay, so the next thing on my list was uh, this feels like Daredevil with a budget, by which I mean um, it starts with a really impressive action sequence. Mm. Uh, where uh, Sam has to save a guy from being kidnapped and taken over the Syrian border. And can I say, yeah. I was I was kind of on board with the show because I went, he literally falls out of a chopper and then gets into another chopper and there's all this chopper work and falling out of choppers and parachutes and stuff. Yes. And I went, this is James Bond. I'm on board. Oh, yeah, it's very Bondy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Including that they, they, everyone's flying around in wingsuits and stuff. Yes, yes. Um, and he's like, keep good. it subtle, Sam. And he's like, subtle. Got it. Falls out of the back of a freaking Hercules 
lifter or whatever it is, and then and then deploys his steel wings, which yes. can bend to become a shield. Yes, it's very cool. They really show him in action in a way that they haven't really in the past. Yeah, it's he's always cool. been a bit like, and I'm here, guys. And, now and also I'm here. <laughs> it's like, okay. But no, like, you know, he's he's very good at what he does. He's the Falcon. He was uh, Cap's right-hand man for a long time. So, yeah, we, we see him in action, and that's all cool. Um, but then we also see they have a, a really awesome, like pretty much movie-quality uh, yeah, action it was sequence. Great. It's it was really, great. really good. Top-notch. And then the rest of the movie, the rest of the, the episode, rather, is just a series of people having conversations in dimly lit rooms. <laughs> and that feels very Netflix Marvel show, um, which famously like had a lot much lower budgets than, than the movies at the time. But, you know, made do like like that first series of Daredevil was iconic. Like they, they really, you know, had like several iconic moments and, and images and all that sort of thing that they, they made do with what they had. So I wonder if that's sort of if they blew a lot of their budget on this this opening fight to sort of say, hey, you know, this is still like where we can do this. Like, this is fine. And then they're like, but also like there goes the, the budget for the episode. So now we're just going to have a lot of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> They're bottle episodes with one cork. With, with one uncorked, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. One uncorked uh, sequence and then they put the cork back and in. Okay. I did think it was really the tonal shift between Falcon being crazy life-saving Africa, well, what is it, Middle Eastern? Yes, yeah. No, no it's, it's, Af- it's North Africa. Africa. Yeah, it's Tunisia and Syria, Libya. Yeah. Tunisia into Libya, yeah. It's North Africa, so he's like fighting killing dudes there's a lot of killing too there's a fair bit of killing he murdered a lot of people he uh, did. in that first uh, bit yeah yeah he really did they're all bad guys they're all he, bad guys he got the claws in because he's the falcon <laughs> thank you but um he then goes back to you know oh no the family business is drying up and i've got to try and help my sister who's been doing it tough these five years and raising kids by herself and our parents are gone and a family legacy and it became like this kitchen sink drama <laughs> Yes, exactly. And I, I kind of like that in a way. Like, it's kind of nice to sort of take that. I mean, this a series like this give you the space to sort of dig into the characters a bit, which is nice. That's right. Um, but I mean, for all the people who are complaining that like WandaVision was, you know, taking too long to get to the point, like, are they also complaining about this? I think I've seen a few people on Twitter going, oh, it was a bit of a snooze fest. Yeah. It starts with a bang and then it just sort of spends a long time catching us up. As to yeah. where where Bucky and Sam are, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that, but it, mm. what it did for me was raise some really interesting questions that I was excited to kind of dig into. Yes, and I don't know. Have you finished your list? Because this could be something already on your list, and I'll just uh, oh potentially. I mean, I, I I had on mine. Um, Avengers don't get paid. Yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Perfect timing. Perfect timing because I. I wrote, the next thing on my list was, yeah, how do superheroes make money? And I wrote in all caps, Falcon literally risked his life to be James Bond and can't get a loan for his family business? Yeah, that, that's, it feels, I mean, it feels weird. I, I see what they're doing there because there's kind of like two or three thematic things they're tugging at. Um, obviously, Sam's race is, is an issue in the universe of the show and, and the show is commenting on how much harder, you know, African-Americans, even ones who are famous, can find yes. things. Doors yes, are closed to them true. that would be open to other people. We like you when you're big and successful and kind yeah. of cool, like a basketball yeah. star or movie but, star um, or something. Yeah. We still don't want you living next to us or, you know, yeah. I, but that's, if, or or totally if you fair. decide to kneel during the National anthem we're going to destroy your career oh yeah 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 well you can't you can't do that Stu. yeah exactly um and which which ties into the idea of of sam sort of voluntarily giving up the shield and then they give it to a white guy 
And you can see, like, it's written all over his face at the end. He just can't believe that this is happening. I must admit, you know, hashtag white privilege, to me the first thing I got was how dare you try to replace Cap because he's, like, irreplaceable and and Falcon had the right, like, he's not, he's he's a man, not a symbol. And the government to go, no, it's just about symbolism. And it was like, ha, but you're right, I didn't then. But I think the central central point of that sequence is the fact that, like, Sam voluntarily gave up the shield and then with the understanding that no one was able to carry it in the wake of Cap. And then at the end they're like, no, 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 we just needed another white guy. Um, we yeah, couldn't yeah. have black Captain America. No, that is very um, that is very true. I, so that's definitely I, the space that the show is playing in. And, and, it's and, and a fair true. one. But it, it for me, it was just that he, that betrayal where it's like, no, you need, like, good people, and there are lots of good people, and they're just like, no, we just need a symbol. Yeah, we just, we just needed a white guy to, to give the shoes. Because <laughs> I was like, is it that bad? Is it that bad that you need Cap back? Couldn't he be better used as a symbol in death? Like, hey, we need to be like he was rather than just, quickly bring him back and it's like getting you know oh this isn't my puppy yeah it is it's totally your puppy <laughs> this isn't my goldfish this is absolutely yeah it's absolutely your goldfish we didn't flush down a goldfish in the toilet at all that kind of vibe but you're right there's definitely uh, obviously the, the the race element i think it, it works in both ways like i mm-hmm. think you know he he definitely feels like he feels personally betrayed but he also yeah there's also that element there of no that's that's cap shield that's why yeah. i gave it to you guys and now you're giving it to some white guy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing on my list uh, was Bucky is trying, and he's he's trying as hard as he can, and he just is not quite living up to his ideals. I think, uh, which is 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 fun, and I think it's going to be interesting to watch over that. Like, it's it's a good arc for him, like this redemptive arc that he's on. So this whole like Alcoholics Anonymous style, I need to apologize yeah. to people, or, and the the Japanese guy who's obviously he killed his son, but can't bring yes. himself to tell him. Yeah, and, and how that will all play out. I think that was really good. I, I think Sebastian Stan's very compelling as Bucky. I like him a lot. I like that story. I mean, it's not n- – none of this is groundbreaking. Like, none of this is particularly noteworthy in and of itself, but they're, but they're doing a good job so far, I think. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how it all plays out. I, I think it'll be good. If I can just go back to the payment thing for a second. Just, <laughs> yes, sorry, it, yeah. It's just really getting on my goat because well, you know what I actually I looked this up because I thought that that's that is you you're very right and I remembered something about this and I went to double check it and yes in the comics if you're an Avenger if you're on the active roster because in the comics like the Avengers are like a separate entity they're not connected to the government in the same way that they are in the MCU the MCU for various reasons has like attached the Avengers to the US government in many ways like they they're sort of a separate to them but they sort of answer to various people within the U.S. government. In the comics, they're a wholly separate entity for the most part. And, and then just ink. Well, yeah, something like that. And and that they have, if you're on the active roster of the Avengers, you do get a salary and you get it from Iron Man, basically. Like Iron Man has That's... set up like several trust funds to, or like, like you know, shell companies to pay out Avengers. That's um, what I assumed would happen. Tony yeah. Stark has like got more money than God. One assumes that you know he would fund the Avengers. Yeah, he just and funds throw the Avengers. He, that, that's 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 part of his million, deal. A couple of million bucks into their bank account every year. Yeah, exactly. Like, and so they they draw wages out of that. Yeah. Um, so like they got, like, they got, yeah. they got to live. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, like, oh, fair enough. Like, okay, we all live on the Stark, the Avengers base, so we have our accommodation and food taken care of. But also. 
you know, sometimes you might want to buy a record or some new pants. Sure, exactly, exactly right. Or, like, um, give money to your family. Because, like, Falcon went off and risked his life, as I said, and this massive fight where he was in terrible danger. And, yes, yes. he's a superhero, so he's probably going to be fine. But then he just comes back and is like, well, the bank's turned me down for a loan. It's like, no, like, the American government would be like, well, here's your $100,000 for that mission, at least. Or Stark Industries. Yes, exactly. Like- I mean, because the thing is, like, even though he's not working for the Avengers, he's basically working as a military contractor. And yes. so, you know, he's getting paid, surely. The US government has spent way more on stupider things. Yes, exactly. Than a very effective one-man team, like a snatch team, retrieve team, whatever they're called. He's... You know, cheap at twice the price. Exactly. Uh, um, that just, yeah, to me that was like, and then him saying like, oh, well, you know, we just do it out of a lot of goodwill. No, I'm, so, I'm sorry, you're a human being. You're not a meta-human. You're just a dude with a fancy suit. <laughs> like, you're not like Hulk, who's immortal, or Scarlet Witch, who's, you know, witchy, and, you know, these are people with, with superpowers. Hmm. You're just a dude. I, I know. I mean, You it, need it's, a risk money. I, I really do like, and even, even um, Bucky, who is like, uh, cybernetically enhanced, you know, like he's got he's got a metal arm and has super strength kind and of, obviously and has something because he's not aged a day. Well, I mean, like the, the, a lot of that is from um, being like kept in stasis for several years at a time. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. Because they only let him out to. Yeah, yeah, they, they would only let him out on missions. So, like, in, when when he wasn't on missions, they would sort of keep him on ice, basically. Ah, uh, so like Cap, if you're in a ice. A little bit, yeah, 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 a little bit. So he's so sort Walt of. Walt Disney's head is what we're saying. Is Walt Disney's head? Exactly. It's looking. It's a Walt Disney's head. It's situation. looking fine. We're gonna get. Um, we're gonna get in trouble for saying that. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, <laughs> Disney do think, make Marvel movies. I think that's what I'm saying. I think our, I think our uh, Disney sponsorship potential has just been decimated <laughs> yes. by my comment. Sorry, I do not believe that Walt Disney has been cryogenically frozen. It's just stupid. You know, it probably never happened. But that's what they want you to believe. Uh, (laughs) I I honestly don't think it happened, but it's a good story. They should embrace it. They should have, like, a fake (laughs) Walt Disney mannequin, shove it in one of the exhibits at Disneyland, just really frighten the kids. It'd be great. (laughs) We're going to see Walt Disney, kids. Oh, no, why did you bring us here? So yeah, I mean, I think I think I, I really like what they're doing with Bucky in this. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm not sure whether it worked for you. I mean, Bucky. Yeah, yeah, like, like just just his his whole deal, his his storyline. Works for me on a sort of like I'd like to fix you kind of redemptive sexual angle. I mean, I do. <laughs> if you want to go well, there, sure. Yeah, sure, that works for me. <laughs> Everyone likes a man who's kind of torn up by internal regret and wanting to be better, but also not wanting to hurt people. Well, hey, at least he's to. in therapy. He is in therapy, but he doesn't want to be. You know, That's he's right. trying to he's trying to get around his uh, psychologist, who's obviously much cleverer than he is, and knows when he's you know trying to shut down and uh, lie about having sexy nightmares where he kills a bunch of people. Is that what the nightmare was, or was that a flashback? I can't remember. No, no, that that was a well, I mean, it was it was a flashback that was also a nightmare. Yeah. Do you know how people in in flashback or in dreams they have really specific dreams that they yes. can remember? Yeah, that's like, right. Like if that was my dream, it would be kind of a vague oh, I'm in a fancy European kind of hotel or castle or something, and then all of a sudden there's a goat there, and now I'm running up some stairs, and the Wizard of Oz is telling me not to look at it. You know what I mean? It'd be a lot weirder. (laughs) People who can have dreams with intense details in movies and TV shows, I'm always full of admiration. I I would love to see, I would love to see like a, a show like this, just have a character have a dream, and it, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a bunch of weird shit that happens. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's not the, the TV trope is if you have a dream, it is relevant. Yes, exactly. Nobody ever has non-relevant dreams or flashbacks or <laughs> what would you call it? Like, you know, you just kind of doze off quickly and all of a sudden you see like a knife coming at you and you're like, ah! like they're always relevant. Yes, it's exactly. It's a massive trope. But I agree with you. I'd love to see just Falcon walks in going, yeah, man, I dreamt I was a snail. <laughs> what does it mean? And I was I was captured by a, a snake that was also my father. I, yeah. Do I have daddy issues? Yeah. What's going on there? <laughs> I, should probably, I should probably talk to someone about that, right? Yeah, probably. And then they never yeah. mention it again. And then they go, oh, I spoke to someone about it. What did you think about your snail dream? It's just a snail dream. Just doesn't see anything anything the matter with it at all. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was I thought it was weird too. So I got a second opinion, and they agreed with him. No, that's just it's just a regular old snail dream. Everyone has them. <laughs> Oh, yep, the snail dream and your snake and your snake's your dad. And, yeah, no, that's very common. That's very common. Yeah, we see that common. a lot. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, I, I I'm, would like to see more in this series of Falcon being like, dude's got to make some money, you know? Dude's got to get, get some folding. Mm, that's right. Where's, where's my paper, you know? <laughs> I want to see more of that. I want to see legitimate small issues. Yeah, let's take the stakes down. Yeah. We've got to, we've got to save uh, <laughs> Sam's family boat. Yes. And and Bucky's going to go on a date and stay for the entire date. And stay for the and not just walk. <laughs> not just walk out awkwardly halfway through. That was really weirdly awkward, but he was kind of drunk by then because she was really kicking his ass in Battleship. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've all been there. <laughs> and he was there in 1943 Indeed. getting his ass kicked in a Battleship. Oh, I assume. <laughs> probably bringing back a lot of traumatic memories yeah, like, making, this is actually very this you're is very, making uh, there, there was that great line where she was like how old are you and he just answers straight away 106 Six, yeah and she's like hey good joke because we're all tired right right <laughs> yeah like we feel 106 yeah i get you i'm, I'm totally with you well actually i mean on that there is i didn't have this on my list but there, there was i do like the fact that the show is really playing with, and I, I don't know whether they would have intended this when they set out, but there's there's definite COVID parallels where everyone kind of put their lives on hold for a while, you know? So like, true. Yeah, like, like thematically, yeah. Like, I, I don't know whether that was deliberate. I, I suspect it wasn't initially. No, when um, all these things were being planned, we probably yeah. would have been three years ago, so... But you're right, people putting their lives on hold. Or yeah, people... and, like, there's all these shows that are being planned and so, and some are even starting to come out that are, like, explicitly about the pandemic. And I'm like, I don't want that, thank you. I don't I don't want any of that. I, I do not want to watch a show about the pandemic. Which, but, which shows? Have, I haven't... Well, I, don't, I can't even remember off the top of my head, but there, there's definitely ones that have been announced that are, like, you know, like a, a, a dramatic miniseries about, like, the pandemic and... <laughs> And, and existing shows are starting to incorporate like the pandemic into their storylines and stuff like that. Ah, uh, yeah. So and it's like, no, 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 thank you. I, I don't need that. I don't need you know various characters to be talking about how crap it is to be locked down and that sort of thing. Like, we don't need to re to revisit that for a while. But I but I like what this show's doing, which is it's using that sense and and that that mm. commonality that we all have to inform what it would be like to come back after five years, like having put your life on yes. hold, basically. But then would they have thinking it's being on hold because they just would have snapped and then come back? Like they wouldn't have well, had any... That That's true. And I guess it, like it's not specific, like it's not specific in that way, but but it is, I, I think we can sort of sympathise with those people perhaps more than we could have in 2019. Yes, I think, <laughs> yes, that is very true. That is very true. The idea that, oh, I just kind of went to bed one day and woke up and the world had changed. And, and it was five years later and everyone and, and some people hated me. Yeah, and everyone's been through some stuff. Yeah, everyone's been through some shit. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's I like what the show's doing there. And then um, just to finish my list, um, because I because I love it, Batrock Zilepa uh appeared again which was great and i'm getting silence from you on the other end of the line which i think is absolutely totally perfect because uh, yeah so uh, bat rock this, was this the, the uh, featured this goon at the start there at the start at the start so so Fine. the guy the main goon who like fights falcon on the helicopters yes like did you did you clock him like, like you you there's like he, one guy who's like yes. in charge and poses a bit of a risk he was the one who kind of was the last one that he yeah. dealt with and then he ejected out of the helicopter just before it blew up. So he's still alive. He yeah. So so yeah. he was in The Winter Soldier, the movie. Oh, okay. Um, and his name is Batrock. Uh, Bat- and so it's B-A-T-R-O-C. <laughs> uh, and in the in the comics, he is an outrageous French parody. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so he has a big mustache and he dresses very flamboyantly. And his whole point is that he is like a guy who leaps around and does lots of kicks and stuff. Does he have a string bag of onions around his uh, shoulder? Uh, maybe, onions? I don't know, like probably. But in the comics, he's kind of this outlandish figure. But I love that in we're deep into the Marvel Universe now, like the MCU, and we just sort of have these characters that can just pop back up. So, like, he didn't die in the other movie, obviously. Yeah. But he kind of fought Captain America for a while, and he kind of fought him to a standstill almost. Mm. Uh, and then he sort of just pops up now. And, like, I said on Twitter, like, I'm very here for Batrock just being kind of a roguish mercenary <laughs> who pops up every once in a while. Like, I'm very here for that. That's I just have to be this low-key recurring character through all these different shows. And he was, like, fully jacked, too. So he's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, he's uh, like a jacked Jacques. Well, exactly. That's well, that, my that French guy. That guy is um, George Saint Pierre, who is actually like a mixed martial artist. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. so so he's legit. Like he's actually like those that stuff that he's doing. Like he's done that in the ring. Like, yeah, fair, fair. All right, yeah, no shade, so, like, no shade, scary man. If you bought it, like if he's selling it, like it's definitely that's because he can actually do that stuff. Look, wrestlers, mixed martial arts fighters, it's where the best actors come from. Absolutely. Let's be real. <laughs> it it happened then. It happens now. Wasn't Sean Connery a boxer or something? See, he was a, he was a bodybuilder. Bodybuilder, like that's that's the one. So that was your list. So that that that's my list. That's a good list. I don't have a lot to add to that. So I mentioned all the things that you've mentioned: the new Steve, the new Cap, uh, the superhero money issue, very important issue. I want uh, yeah. probed more. Uh, the flag smashes. Can you smash a flag? I guess. I like his sister. So I assume this is uh, Captain Sam's. Captain Sam. He's not a captain, is he? Falcon. Falcons. Uncle Sam and the Bucky Bucky. That guy. <laughs> His sister had a really nice motivation, which is I've come to terms with what I have to do to keep my family afloat, and it requires making these tough decisions, and I've had time to process it. And Falcon's like, well, I haven't, so I'm going to be really immature and declare that I can save everything, and I can't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so exactly. So that's that was a nice dynamic, but again, I'm still kind of angry that she didn't like get money from Stark Industries as a yes. sorry he got snapped. I feel like there should have been some program of financial compensation for everyone who lost someone, but maybe I'm being too socialist. I don't know. Um, <laughs> their boat was called Paul and Darlene, which I, not to throw shade, but I don't. I've never really heard of a boat given a name like that, like two names, the Paul and Darlene. Mm. Boats tend to have, you know, comedy names like Cirrhosis of the River or <laughs> there's literally on the Gold Coast, there's a boat called Cirrhosis of the River. That, and that there's another a very good boat name. Yeah, it's, it's, very good. 
it's pretty good if you want to take your mates out and go fishing on a Saturday afternoon in the Broadwater, yeah. jetting around going, yeah, we're cirrhosis of the river because it's like a joke. That's what boats should have is a, is a comedy, you know, pun name like Caesar, but it's spelled S-E-A-S-A-R or, <laughs> you know, Paul and Darlene. Also, aren't boats supposed to have girls' names? Because boats are, boats are she. Boats are, boats are women, yeah. Mm, which I guess some people probably don't like anymore. I like the fact that boats are women. Like, they're one of the most efficient forms of transport, very reliable generally, unless you, like, you know, crash an oil tanker onto the Alaskan coast or something. But, you know, I'm quite proud of women being <laughs> I feel like this is a very sensible gender to assign to boats. Yeah. But that's just me. But, yeah, Paul and Darlene, I've never seen a boat with the name, like, two names together like that. If you have, call in. Because I'd like to, I'm, genu- I'm genuinely, like, it just struck me because I've been around boats a fair bit in my life and I mm. am generally intrigued as to whether people can call them that because I've always seen them as, you know, it's always like the triumph of the ocean or cirrhosis of the river yeah. um, <laughs> or as some sort of sea-based, ocean-based pun. So, yeah, call in. Sad Bucky, I wrote. So that's nice. Sad Bucky. I really like the Japanese dude that reveal that oh, I lost mm. my son and it just felt strange and then he kind of just like bites his lip and it's like, oh, of course, he killed him and he can't tell him. That's why he's hanging out with a random yeah. eight-year-old Japanese man. Yes. Um, and well, I mean, initially I thought that they, they might have more in common than, than, than younger people would. Oh, that's a good point, yes. I, th- I, thought, I thought that was what was going on there, but then, of course, yeah, we, we find out that like he's trying to make amends. Yeah, maybe that's what I assumed – Maybe it was too, but uh, yeah, it was it was a nice reveal. I thought it was, you know, I, I realise now it's like, oh, it's probably obvious, but I went, oh, I quite like the way they revealed that. Now, the other dude, Torres, who was Falcon's kind of point man on the ground when he... Yeah, yeah, he's got his own little guy, sidekick. <laughs> he's got his own little sidekick, and he had that cool moment when Falcon, like, rescued the dude and landed, and he's, like, on the top of his APV or whatever it was, just cheering him on. <laughs> That was fun. And then he said, uh, I'm going to monitor online the chat of this Flag Smashers group. I'm going to monitor them online. And then he turns up at some sort of anonymous-style rally uh, where they're all just handed – they're all on their phones and then they're handed masks and then all of a sudden a guy jumps from a rooftop and lands with two big bags of money. Uh, And and obviously that guy has superpowers. Um, yeah, clearly. So yeah, that that's pretty nuts. Like, so we're starting to get weird, random, superpowered people. That's what I was going to ask. Is he a super? Vi- like, do you know him, or is he not someone that you know would be in? Not, this- I mean, not not specifically. I mean, just because it's an anonymous group, so I don't know who that is. But I mean, it could be anyone, really. Yeah. But but it's just interesting. I think it's interesting that like in the in the MCU, we're just starting to have people show up who have superpowers. Yes, and this is what my next point was like, could he be like a mutant or something? Yeah, possibly, or it might have, I mean, there, there could be things that come into play that relate back to the new Captain America. Oh, um, right. Whether or not he has superpowers, and if he does, then that might tie into why these guys do as well. Okay, um, more experiments? So, yeah, like more experiments sort of things, like like general. Because I'm <laughs> going like to I'm gonna posit a theory or yes. a fan theory or something or a prediction that that guy is, you know, they had the masks with like the hand on the face sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that has to do with flags, but anyway. My theory is that he is using the kind of political movement of the flag smashers as a cover for essentially bank robbery and, you know, theft and extortion and whatnot. Right, sure. 
Yeah. So it's a, you know, hey, we're all rebels and crack down borders, but actually I'm just going to steal money and, you know, move it into state and having no borders is good because then you can't have extradition treaties and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah, that, that could definitely be a thing. Imagine not having borders. Gosh. I imagine mean, there's no countries. Imagine there's no can. countries. Yeah, I don't think I can. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm totally for freedom of movement and all that sort of stuff, but I think um, – I think, you know, that one of the best things about travelling is having a passport and getting stamps. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't want to lose that. Who would want to lose that? <laughs> reminds me, I'm overdue. I've, I meant to renew my passport last year and I really need to get onto that because obviously I'm going to be well, travelling I mean, there's very no, soon. there's no great rush, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I figure it's, a, it's, a, it's an omen. If I get my passport renewed, then hopefully I'll be able to use it. <laughs> so hopeful. <laughs> That's so much hope in very, my life. Very, uh, very hopeful. I just want to go somewhere, Stu. I'm poor and there's a pandemic. I suppose, look, if you have to be poor at any time, it's kind of good to be poor when there's a pandemic on and you, you can't go anywhere. That's true. <laughs> Makes... It is good timing in many ways. Anyway, that's just me complaining. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I wanted to know who the mask dude was. You don't know, but that's going to be... I'm I sure think, it all will be revealed. I think it's going to be blamed on Bucky because that's the kind of thing he would probably do. That's true, yeah. Like so maybe. I figure that's going to be a thing. I figure Anthony Mackie is maybe going to join a union or maybe get the Avengers to unionise <laughs> for, like, not even a raise in conditions, just, like, conditions. <laughs> Are you still there? Yeah, yeah, still here. Oh, Sorry. okay. <laughs> I, just, I must admit I was expecting a laugh, Stu, and one didn't come, oh, and I'm slightly enough. offended. <laughs> It's all right. It was a terrible joke. Don't encourage me. So, yeah, so there wasn't really anything to predict next week's episode. Is there anything you can think of that might happen? No, I mean, we're, we're going to deal with the fallout of Sam finding out that there's a new Captain America. And yes. what does that mean? And, and is he going to be angry that, you know, they took something that theoretically is rightfully his and, and took it back and, and gave it to some other guy? I'm just uh, really... I think that that's going to be... They're going to look into that. I'm just really impressed that they, that everyone on the internet has been obsessed with that guy's face because that was the first thing I when his he face. He has an extremely weird. punchable face. <laughs> I will say yeah, that. I don't know who the actor is, but I feel sorry for him. Now. Yeah. We need he, to he cast. He knew what he was getting in for. We need to cast someone with a punchable face, and we yeah. feel like you're our man. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Look, I'm earning a lot of money, so oh no, you won't be. This is the Avengers like in real life as well. You don't get paid. <laughs> yes, I would like to see more of that detail of what life is like for the Avengers outside of the, you know, kicking ass and taking names. Like, you know, people who ever volunteered or done overtime or all of that kind of thing, you're like, damn right I should be paid for this. <laughs> well, is there a catchphrase that we can use for this show? Is there has there been a you know, what are they doing to you, Stu? It's <laughs> now. That's true. I hadn't really um uh, <laughs> should we should we uh adopt um is there is there something from, from Bucky's uh redemption uh mantra that he has to has to do? We're we're very sorry we had to do this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cross some names off. Cross some more names off the list. It might come to us organically next week. Something yes. might something might come up. Unless we just end every episode by saying, here's a new Captain America. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Stu, for podcasting. We will reconvene for the Snyder Cut at some point when I finish the 
three hours I still have to go. <laughs> it's so weird, isn't it? Time really is relative because I can quite easily sit down and binge, you know, three hours of a true crime documentary, no problem. But I'm like, oh, another three hours of, of, of the Snyder Cut. Yeah. I feel like you I really breaking need Breaking it into chapters didn't help. <laughs> I need to try and gear myself up for it. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Stu. We will see you all next week. I'm at Girl Clumsy on Twitter. Stu is, of course, at Disco Stu. He doesn't need to advertise. Uh, you can find me on patreon.com slash girlclumsy. Thank you all so much, uh, my regular patrons. You are all wonderful human beings and uh, creatures of far, far more delightful metal than other human beings. That makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> at facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne is the other place where you can find us. And we would appreciate any calls in, tweets, messages, you know, Instagrams. Definitely look us up. Hit us up. We, hit on us. <laughs> <laughs> and for now, that's it for this week's first episode of White Stallion.